This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Place podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined by a man who looks back at when he got married. His biggest regret was giving up going on riverboat gambling trips. Nate, that's one vice that I had to let go. All my riverboat gambling. I mean, it's a good time. Do you know how many riverboats I've been on? How many? Zero. What? But I gave it up all for my wife. It's a true man, right there. This brings up a tangent. What kind of things in your life did you give up when you got married? Did I give up? And this isn't a bad thing. It's just when you get married, some things fall the wayside. Um, I feel you have a lot of hobbies and interests that you mostly still participate in, being a married man. Yeah, yeah. That's truth. So what did you give up? I gave up having my own room, sleeping in my own bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't give up much. My life is pretty chill, and that's, for me, a good thing. Um, I think I probably mentioned this before, but before I got married, every night of the week, I was involved in one rec sport or another. I think, like, Monday was, like, indoor soccer. Tuesday was, like, basketball. I think I was, like, in two basketball leagues at any given time. In the summertime, it was like two, three softball leagues. Um, back then, I was playing ice hockey. Um, this was even before pickleball. I can't even imagine if pickleball was in my life back then. <laughs> it might have been a different story. But um, I I told my wife before we got married, I said, hey, like this is kind of like who I am. And it's not going to stop once we get married. So if that's an issue for you, like we need to talk about that now because, you know, don't think you're going to change me (laughs) when we get married. Um, And I've probably told this story before, but my wife, even when we were dating stuff, she used to come to all my games, which was every night. Like she came to everything. Wow. And then maybe like two or three months into our marriage, she said, well, I, I don't remember which sport I was playing, but she says, I don't feel very well do you mind if I don't go and I'm like you never have to go she's like I don't (laughs) and then she's like come back like twice since (laughs) even though she did she did come watch me play softball on Friday night I subbed for a team on Friday night and she came and watched because she knew some of the people on the team but um my wife is an introvert mostly an introvert and I'm an extrovert so I think that works so she's happy at home reading a book and if I'm out playing sports, then we're both happy. I just have to dedicate, like Sundays, I kind of dedicate to her as far as hanging out with her and even like Saturday nights um, with her. And then we usually, at least one night during the week, we'll go like to dinner or something together. So it's not like I don't ever hang out with my wife and my family, even though it seems like it because I'm always not home. But 
Yeah. When did this turn into a counseling session? I I didn't mean for it to take that that route. I just I was curious. So yeah, but I don't know if I really gave up anything. Um, nothing really changed. My wife's really into all the movies and shows that I like, and so except that she likes like you likes Harry Potter and <laughs> oh, here we go again, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So. Um, if that's what she wants to go watch, then I'll go with her. Like, I think I saw all of the vampire movies. What are they called? Twilight. Twilight. Just because that's what she wanted to go see. And they're re, what do you call them? Issuing them into the theaters right now. You can go and rewatch them. But let me jump on that. I don't remember much about them, but like, I'll go with her to stuff like that with her that she enjoys. But, and she'll sometimes participate in the, the sports she plays playing, volleyball from time can. to time, right? Time to time volleyball. She plays on our softball team. And then she'll watch every once in a while a football game with me. And then I just try really hard not to be annoyed with the questions. She's like, Shh. The least you can do. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she's trying. She tries. So Probably something that I said I would give up, but I actually haven't given up, was going to concerts. Because I like to go to concerts. And I remember when I got engaged, this one concert was announced. And it would be while I was – after I'd been married. And I bought the ticket and said, this is my last one. This is the last hurrah. I'm not going to do it anymore. And, uh, yeah, that didn't work very well. Concerts, huh? My I wife has go gone to... with me to a few concerts. She's not a big concert goer, but she supports me and – goes with me from time to time but I think her allowing me to go every once in a while is a that's a thumbs up in my book there you go yeah I remember a pawn shop was giving away Metallica tickets at USANA and this is when we were first married my wife was kind enough to go with me to the pawn shop to put, enter the drawing it was like a yeah to be there drawing type thing and they're just giving away a bunch of tickets and I think her name was pulled the very last one her name was pulled and we won our Metallica tickets so she went with me to that but I don't I used to go to a lot of concerts when I was in my early 20s and even in early in our marriage but I don't go to very many anymore maybe once a year if that usually when I drag you to one yes for, yes. To see one of your favorite bands. Yes, when you take me to a place where we can't get back transportation-wise. <laughs> so. Well, I think it's great that we have supportive wives, support our, our habits, our hobbies, our interests. And I think it's fair that we take them to a, a nice dinner, a nice restaurant every once in a while. Unfortunately, Applebee's. Applebee's is a good one. <laughs> I'm just saying, unfortunately, we can't take them to the topic of today, which is the Jordan Queen, the Riverboat Restaurant. What do you know about it, Nate? I know it's a boat that used to be on a river that turned into a restaurant. Am I pretty close? Not entirely. Is this the one that was over in Taylorsville? It is, yes. So, before we get too ahead of ourselves, 
I want to talk about someone I don't hear about a lot, but who had a pretty big impact in Utah. James Sorensen. Do you know who he was? From the Sorensen family? Yep. Yeah, I was friends with one of the Sorensons in high school. Uh, so what do you know about the Sorensen family or James Sorensen then? We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. So the Sorensen family, this is the one I'm talking about, but they were or are one of the richest families in Utah. Um, I used to hang out with a girl that was a Sorensen. And actually, I was just over there the other day. I had a friend that invited me to come to his house to swim in his big house and nice pool in his backyard. And he lives right over by the Sorensen's family. Um, but yeah, really, really nice family. Really cool family, the one that I knew. And they had a really nice house. One thing, I, well, we used to go to her house in high school and they would play sardines. You ever played that before? No, what's that? I think it's what it's called, sardines. So it's hide and seek, but you go seek the person who's hiding. And when you find them, you sit next to them. And the last person to find everybody loses. Right? I think that's how you play. Hmm. So their house was really big. And we would start playing, and then I would sneak off with her her little brother, who was probably like, so we're in high school, so like we're around 16, 17, so he was like 11 or 12, and he had a Star Wars video game on his computer, so nice. we'd like hide in this one room, and we would play this video game, and I wouldn't participate in the game. I'd be playing video games with this kid, because that seemed like more fun than me, even That's though I'm not a big fun. gamer. <laughs> it was just, I didn't even play, I just watched him play, but um, yeah. So was her dad James Sorensen or? I don't think so. I think that's the grandpa. In the family. Okay. And he was one of the kids. Um, but I'm, I'm could be totally butching that. Well, just a little background on who he was. I didn't realize how much an impact he had on, especially the medical community. But he was an American businessman, so he passed away in January of 2008. He was the richest man in Utah with an estimated net worth of $4.5 billion at the time of his death. He donated his entire personal fortune to charity. So, so I, huh. He had eight children, but some of his most notable accomplishments was he... He had roughly 60 patents and is credited with a number of medical inventions, including the disposable surgical mask and the disposable venous catheter. So two pretty big items that he was responsible for. We wouldn't have survived COVID if we hadn't had this man develop the disposable surgical masks, right? But makes you wonder how much money, if he was still alive, he would have made off of his... 
royalties or whatever if he still has them. Good point. But he won a. He won the Giant in Our City, Giant of Our City Award in Salt Lake City for his philanthropy and effort in identifying the tsunami victims from the 2004 Thailand tsunami because of his laboratory or whatever. They were able to identify a lot of the victims in that. Yeah, and I think I worked for Sorensen Communications, which I think was under that umbrella. But where he comes into the story, I mean, you think of rich people, there's only so much they can do with their money, right? At some point, they just start spending it on whatever. And I think... He made a pretty good decision in spending it on this riverboat, the Jordan Queen, which was located 4393 Riverboat Road in Murray. So, you know where that is, of course. Mm-hmm. Now it's just apartments, unfortunately. But this place is my favorite place that I never went to never even probably saw in my life. Did you ever see it? Did you ever go around it? I, when did they knock it down or get rid of it? Early nineties. Like I feel like I had driven by it before, but it could be me just, have seen pictures and thinking I did, but I don't remember ever like going to it physically. So some background on the restaurant itself. So it was built in 1984. And then at least, I don't know how long the business lasted, but it was least through, at least through the early nineties. And as we talked about a little at the beginning, it was a riverboat. It was built after the manner of a riverboat, a replica of a sternwheeler paddleboat. So it wasn't actually a riverboat. wasn't actual wasn't an actually functioning riverboat at any time, just a replica of one. But if you look at the pictures, it looks pretty pretty darn near close to pretty authentic right yeah my dad actually back in the day he worked in the bakery business in in some regards and he put in the bakery some of the equipment for the restaurant and he noted that the planning wasn't the best so on one side it looks you could have like it could have been picked up right out of the water but on the other side they had to build a whole other section another room basically because they hadn't planned out to have space for the equipment so that kind of ruined the facade in some regards pretty cool looking yeah and from what i can see like sounds like it was a really cool experience to go eat there which yeah. makes me wonder, I mean, it would be cool if we have any 
listeners out of our how many listeners do we have to now are we like around 21 22 yeah something like that um if any of them have any family or friends that used to work there that would have any insight but um i just want to know did it go down or did they close it down because of profitability or the fact that it was just better to put apartments there financially um i feel like growing up especially that time frame when they like close it down for me growing up it might have been the same for you i think the stats say that the public ate at home like during the 90s and even early 2000s 70 percent of the time they ate at home and 30 percent of the time it was at restaurants and the last 10 years or so it's flipped to where people eat out 70% of the time and at home 30% of the time. And even then when they're eating at home, usually you're doing takeout or whatever, right? Right. So restaurants business has really gone gangbusters. So I think there's a lot of restaurants like this one that I, I wonder if they would thrive in today's market when they closed down, you know, 20 years ago. Like this one comes to mind and the other one is where our favorite haunted house is at. They had that. Wagon master. Um, yeah. So I wonder if something like that. I think we've talked about that before, but. Or even the Mayan, I wonder. Or the Mayan. Yeah. Would something like that just. Would it work today compared to 10, 15 years ago? But yeah, this it's... one sounds like a definite place. I just wonder too, even like nowadays with like the high school dances like that, the riverboat sounds like it'd be a really cool place to go to, to on a, like you mentioned on a cool date either with your spouse or with a date or a high school dance. I found a thread that had some comments, people that had experiences there, a lot of business activities, conferences, uh, trainings. They held proms there. A lot of people went there for the dinner portion of their dances. There you go. So yeah. it really was a kind of a space for just what you're saying and i think it just added to it because of it was unique it was something different mm -hmm. yeah i did see i've seen very varied comments of why it closed down one person said that they had to tear it down because the foundation was actually sinking so the restaurant was built not actually in the jordan river but in a fake pond that they made and they put it in the water there and I guess maybe it wasn't the best structural decision. <laughs> Another commenter said that there was a fire there at some point, which I think caused to it to be really damaged, and it was probably just too much money to fix and not worth all that. So made more sense to just tear it down in the end. So I'd be curious to know why it actually did close down. Um, probably what you're saying, it just wasn't as profitable. People weren't going out to eat as much. A lot of the commenters saying this was a big deal if they went out to eat here. And I'm sure that's how a lot of people felt back in those days was you're going out to eat, you're going to go somewhere nice, and it's going to be a, an event. Otherwise, you're just going to be saving up and eating at home, right? Right. But I think this one is even a step up because people commenting it was the first time they ever tried frog legs, escargot, 
fancy wines, that kind of stuff was the kind of fare that they were serving at the restaurant. Well, have you ever done frog legs or escargot? No, I have not. Have you? Yes, to both. And? Tastes like chicken. Shouldn't matter. Both of them taste like chicken? <laughs> um, so the escargot that I've had multiple times was so drenched in like a garlic sauce that you could be eating anything and you wouldn't know the difference. Just tastes like garlic. Uh, the frog legs, Where I want to say have they were um, on a cruise ship. Okay. Like usually when you go on a cruise, they'll have like the, what do they call it? like something you've never had before on their menu. I don't know what it, something exotic or something like that. They'll do like alligator and frog legs and escargot and stuff like that. So the same with the frog legs is where you had? Yeah. On the cruise? Yeah. So I had on a cruise ship and I want to say they were fried. So it wasn't like when you fry, yeah, same thing. When you fry anything, it's going to taste decent. But I don't think I can ever eat frog legs because of the Muppet movie. Save Kermit. Yeah. But you're okay with eating ham, Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's that's normal, and she's a jerk anyway. She's mean. Yeah. I wish a place like this still existed. There's so many novelty places that are gone, that I think could thrive given the proper care and investment, but. Unfortunately, this is not one of them. Did not, did not last, and they found that the space was better used for housing. Is what it is now, right? Right. Does me make me wonder two things. I'm curious if you were some rich billionaire, what would be the thing you'd go out and spend an absorbent amount of money on your pet? project or your dream in the same sort of realm just uh like an investment or just to just for the heck of it i mean uh because you kind of like riverboat restaurant probably if if it were me and i was a billionaire and i made something like that i wouldn't be looking for a return on investment i think i'm gonna build a gosh darn riverboat just for the heck of it one thing I don't even think I have to be a billionaire, but, you know, in the 50 millions around there, I always thought it would be fun, and it's not a restaurant to have, and, you know, me with my sports addiction, but basically have, like, a sports complex, like a multi-sports complex where you have basketball, indoor soccer. Pickleball, pickleball, maybe. Pickleball, swimming, stuff like that. Basically a rec center, but it's all sports and a big... Um, Sports City is pretty close to it out in South Jordan, but I'd do something a little bit better, but something that I would obviously have full access to with any of my friends, but then have a cheap, what do you call it, entry fee or whatever membership so that the general public could use as well, Hmm. just to kind of maintain the building and stuff like that, but not really do it as an investment, but... Kind of like That's what center. I think about, and then then I'd have uh, McDonald's on site, and like the one you went to in Orlando. Yeah, the largest McDonald's in the United States. My other question, last one, is 
How would it work? I mean, we talked a little bit about Jordan River, them trying to revitalize it, clean it up. What are the chances they actually put a working riverboat on the Jordan River? Uh, my crystal ball says zero. <laughs> <laughs> Too many bridges and things in the way. Yeah, I don't think Jordan River is number one wide enough to, to put something like that in. But Man can dream. But. You can only dream. You can only dream. I just love the idea of the Mark Twain times, the river boats. Yeah. I mean, you can still find them, but that kind of transportation has got to be peak transportation. Have you seen the murder on the, what's it called? The, the Nile... What's that movie called with Gal Gadot? Oh. You see all the movies. Come on. I don't know if we... Did we? I don't think we saw that one. Murder on the Nile River or something like that? Death on the Nile. Did we? I don't think we saw it. You of all people didn't see that movie, huh? Mm-mm. I think it's on HBO. Yeah. I want to say my wife watched it, but did I watch it with her? I don't remember if we did. Well, I romanticize that type of period and the relics of the past, such as Riverboat. So I heard a lot of people say that the Riverboat because of the way it was built and where it's built, it stunk. People saying the food wasn't that great. People saying that it was. Some people said it was. Some that made them sick. But I still, I still would have loved to check it out. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize like you mentioned earlier that it was built on a fake pond. So I don't. Sounds think... like a bad idea. Yeah, like, I would, like, maybe build it and then have a pond behind it or something, but not put it on actual water. Yeah. Or just put some water features inside, maybe? Or something. That could work. Like, do you really need the water? I don't know. But maybe that adds to the experience. I'm also curious, they had the propeller things on it if at any time those actually would spin Function. around yeah in the water maybe maybe that's part of why they did it but anyways a cool thing to know about something i i was happy to find out existed and we'd it'd be cool to hear if anybody did work there or if you knew someone because there's not a lot of information about it so a lot of guesses here as to what it was like. Yeah, let us know if you've, like we said, been there before. Work there would be even better. Or know of anybody who worked there. We want to know the truth, dang it. In the meantime, Nate and I are planning a riverboat gambling trip. So anybody who's interested, hit us up. We're just heading up to Ozark. Ozark. 
Have you watched that show? Uh-uh. I watched the first two seasons, and it was just too too much for me. But I think at the end of the second season, they were talking about doing a riverboat so that they could gamble legally because they would be on the river of, anyways, another state that allows, I think, something like that. But So when I hear riverboat, it automatically goes to Ozark for me now. So if we went in a canoe on the Jordan River, could we legally gamble? Well, I, if I remember something, it's because the water came from another state that you're, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it. Since it comes it. from the ocean or something? Maybe. Yeah. And I want to know that question, too. And I'm sure I can Google it. Because that's how uh, cruise ships get away with gambling, is they go in international waters, and then they don't have any jurisdiction, and so they can gamble. But how far off of the coast do you need to be before you're legally not legal? Mur sounds like murky waters to me. I'm sure we can Google that. Or as Johnny would say, goggle. <laughs> Didn't even talk about Cobra Kai yet. Cobra Kai, yeah. All this stuff will catch up on the next episode, so stay tuned. So so everybody knows Cobra Kai Season 5 is now out. So if you want to understand the next episode at all of ours. Because <laughs> I'll have it finished by then. Hurry and watch it. I was done with it within basically... 44-ish hours after released. But just Grab so yourself. people know, I didn't say I didn't I was on an airplane for six episodes of it. In the meantime, you know, grab your cheat sharons and sit down and enjoy some Cobra Kai. You'll hear all about it next time. Hear about Cobra Kai? I'll tell you about Orlando. We got a, we got so oh, much. We didn't even talk about Orlando. No, we got. Uh, it's gonna have to be just a catch up episode. Yeah. So next week we'll we'll catch up on everything. Nate's journeys. Nate's Part life. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this is a place podcast. See you next week. Over cat.